0: was preparing for this week, and I was praying and thinking, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get a title for the sermon. But at the end, as I was pondering and thinking, I got to the point that I was just looking back at 2019. We're in December now. we A year has gone. And f- I don't know for how many of you, it also feels like this year went even faster than any of the other years before that. It feels like it went just like that. And we, you get two types of people. Some people sitting here, you might think, man, can this year just be over now? I don't want to have 2019 over again in my life. I wish if I could go into my memory box, I can take out 2019 and throw it away. It's been a tough year. It's been a challenging year. We're at the end now. Let's just get it over and done with. Or if you're like me, I like to get to this point And I, I find myself sitting and wondering and thinking, sure, okay, it went fast, but how did I start this year? How did it go? How did this year play out? Okay, I struggled a little bit with this. Oh, this happened. Oh, I still don't have those four blocks underneath in that six pack that I wanted. It still only, it stops here. It didn't happen. I like thinking, I like taking my, 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 my year, going through it in, the, in my mind. And then I realized it didn't go that fast. There's so many things that happened during this year. So many things that we don't think of. Your relationship with God, how you grew during this year, even th- even though there were challenges and obstacles, God still did something in your life during this year. And we, I don't know, so many of you can remember that we started this year with our annual prayer and fasting week that we do every year as a every nation, global family of churches. We start every every year with a prayer and fasting week where we pray together as a church for the new year, where we fast, whatever it is that God presses on your heart, that you fast in that week, and that we just trust God for an incredible year of discipleship and glorifying Him and honoring Him through the year. And this year, you'll remember, the theme was great faith. So we looked at great faith of so many faith heroes in the Bible. We looked at the great faith of Abraham, where he moved, where God called him to move, and he, he placed his faith on the fact that God is true to his word. We looked at the great faith of Sarah, his wife, where she was of old age and already barren. She couldn't bear children where, where God still made his promise come true. And he let her have a child at the old age that she was in. And that, is, that just shows the faithfulness of God to, to Sarah. We looked at Paul. One incident that we read read of in in Paul's life is when he was transported as a prisoner in a ship, there came a great storm. But before that, God spoke to Paul and said, every single one of you, including you, and everyone on the ship will be fine. They will be safe. And so, So even though the storm is raging, you will be fine. And Paul was able then... To bring good report to all the people in the ship and tell them everything is going to be fine. And that he, he did that through through looking with the eyes of faith at the situation. So we looked at all these faith heroes, and there's a lot, there's Caleb. We're going to look at Caleb today. Um, but there are so many people that we looked at, and we all stood here and we're like, we, we were on fire. We were ready for this new year, we were ready for 2019. It's gonna be an exciting year, it's gonna be a great year. We spoke about Ordinary people having faith and trust in an extraordinary God. And we were, like me, I was just so excited to to get into this year and to see where God is going to take us. There might be personal things that you trusted God for. Maybe you trusted God for, for breakthrough in a relationship in your family. Maybe there's something that you trusted God to change there. Maybe in a health aspect in your family, maybe you trusted God for some breakthrough in that specific area. Or maybe you trusted God that I'm from, in this year, 2019, I'm going to step beyond my comfort zone and I'm going to start reaching out to people because I've been struggling. Let me do that. Let me take that step of faith and do that. Maybe you did that. Maybe you you talk to God and ask God to do that. And here we are in the blink of an eye at the end of the year and you look at me and you're like, Luan, what happened? I trusted God for all these things. I was so excited, but we're at the end of the year now and it feels like some of the stuff went worse than I expected. And I know that many of you went through so many difficult circumstances. And I don't want to take these circumstances lightly. I don't, want to, I don't want to make it sound light. I know that some of you went through tough, tough things. Some of you maybe heard very bad news this year about family members diagnosed with, with, with cancer or any, or any other illness. Some of you lost a loved one this year. But I want to encourage you this morning, I hope that this word will encourage you that despite those circumstances, despite those challenges, God still will make His purpose and promise prevail. He will still make happen what He wanted to happen from the beginning. And He's going to pull you in and take you with on that journey even though you went through so many tough things and i'm going i want to tell you a quick story that's going to going help you understand this a, a lot more is there was in 1952 there was an, a lady named Florence Chadwick she was an american long distance swimmer so on the 4th of july 1952 she set out to swim a distance of 20 plus miles, that's between 30 and 40 kilometers, between an island off the coast of California, Catalina Island, back to the coast. She wanted to swim that distance. And she went into the water with her team, you know, with the the team of boats around her. She she dove into the water. But the conditions that day were so bad. To start with, the, the water was icy cold and there was a great fog hanging in the air. So she couldn't see properly when she, when she came up. She couldn't see her destination where she was heading to. Her team also had to um, had to drive away sharks several times with rifle fire during her swim. So it's been the, the the conditions, the circumstances were difficult for that swim. And then, fifteen hours into this into this swimming distance, fifteen hours into it, she gave up. She said, I can't do it anymore. Her coach was, was trying to encourage her and telling her, come on, you're almost there. But she gave up. She said, I, I, it's too difficult to see. I can't see where I'm going. I'm going to give up. And then she learned that she was only one mile away from the coast. She only had one mile left to swim. And then afterwards, um, in the report, she said, if I saw, if I could see my destination, if I could see the coast in clear conditions, then I would have easily made it. So two months later, she did it again, and she set a speed record as well. Um, the, the conditions were clear. It was perfect for her to swim, and she made it in a, in a new speed record. But that's how our lives are so many times, guys. It's we. If we can see God's promises at the start of this year, if we can, when we started 2019, we've got all this encouragement. We're so excited for what God is going to do this year. We can see the promises. Then it's easy for us to walk in, in line with what he's calling us to walk in. But as soon as those obstacles come, as soon as the fog comes in front of us, then we struggle. Then we, we tend to, to abandon mission like this lady did. Like, I can't see my destination anymore. I'm rather going to throw in the towel. I'm rather going to step away. And we do that so many times in our lives. And that's where faith comes in. Faith allows us to see through the circumstances, to see through the obstacles, through the the fog. It doesn't take away the obstacle, you need to listen carefully. Faith doesn't take away that difficult circumstances, but it allows you to look with different eyes. You then switch off your natural eyes and you look with faith, through the eyes of faith, and you then still see God's promises on the other side and the purpose that He has. So maybe this year, friends, the obstacles made you lose track of what God was busy doing in your life. Or maybe the obstacles made you give up. But it doesn't mean that God's promises disappeared along with it. God's promises are unchanging. They're eternal and they're permanent. They will never change. It's not like God decided, okay, that doesn't apply to you anymore because you lost faith. It's still there. We just need to then again, God, I'm sorry. We need to repent. God, I'm sorry for for, for focusing on the obstacles more than I was focusing on you. And then we chase after what God called us to to chase after again. Now, we're going to quickly look at Caleb. He's a great hero of faith, we can call him. And... um, We're going to read together in Numbers 13, verse 27 to 33. So open your Bibles or your Bible apps to Numbers 13, verse 27 to 33. It's the fourth book in the Bible, if you haven't read Numbers before. While you're getting to that, I'm just going to give you a quick intro of where we are at in the Bible there. So Moses had recently delivered God's people from Egyptian slavery. And he was now attempting to take them into the promised land. Remember, God gave them the promise that they're going to inherit the promised land. So Moses was now busy taking them into this promised land. So what he did now, he sent out 12 spies to just go and spy out the country, to just go see this promised land they're going to live in. How does it look? How does the fruit look? How is the people that is currently living there? So where we are going to read now is we're going to take off now where they give back the report of what they found out when they went to spy out the country. So, Numbers 13, verse 27, and they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and, and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified, and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites The Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land, though, which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Enoch, who came, who comes from the Nephilim, and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. So what we know here is that God has given them the promised land. He has, He told them, this, this is your land. Go, go and inhabit it. That's the promise that I give you. And then we saw that they went, but they saw that there's a problem. And the problem, one of the specific problems is there are giants. There are people that are strong and they're of great height. There are giants in that land. And there are a bunch of groups of people that they don't mix with that's also already in the land. If you go look at the history, you'll see that many of those those tribes are are people that, that, that is so much different than they are. So they, the Israelites then, they looked at it and they saw a problem. And I've realized in my own life, there are three things that always happen. Is I get a promise from God. I spend time in God's word and it's like he tells me, Luan, I want you to go give word to that person. That guy, I really love that guy and I want him to know me as his father. Go speak to him. Go give him this word. And I'm like, Yes, God, I'm going to do that. I want to do this. It's for your sake because I want him to experience what I've experienced in my relationship with you. I'll do this, God. And I go. And as soon as I go, then after the promise, there's a problem that pitches up. And it can be anything. It can be, whoa, okay, is it that guy? I, God, that's the, that's the one guy that I struggle with, to speak with. It, I've got a little bit of anger inside of me because of how, how that guy lives his life. I, I really, not that guy, someone else, please. Or maybe it can be, yes, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. Yes, yes, I, w- I will speak to him. Yo, but I'm busy. Tomorrow, I need to have a coffee date with this guy to sit, but tomorrow is too busy. When can I do this? I, and then I just neglect and, and I leave it. Or w- whatever the obstacle may be, but there always comes a problem. And you can think of your own life in situations. God gives you a promise, and then there's an obstacle that tries to hinder us from it. But then there's a reaction. And we see two different reactions here with how the rest of the people reacted and how Caleb reacted in the end. And we're going to look at those reactions now. What's interesting is how they speak of it as giants. They're always giants, friends. They're always going to be giants. Like I said, faith is not going to take away the giants or the, um, the obstacles but it's going to allow you to face these giants or see through these obstacles. Like today, it's interesting with the, this obstacle of the, the power being off. Friends, let's not base church on how great we can make the place look and feel. This morning while, while we were praying, and Alicia blessed us with, some, with, with amazing words, I was just convicted in my heart again that we are, when we are here together as a church family, not just the people who work for the church, but each one of us who are sons and daughters of God, we are in the business of people. We are here to reach out to people and to help people to know their God like we know Him. How can we keep this gospel for ourselves? So this is where He placed us. We're in the business of people. It's not about, it's not about the power being on. It's not about having the best music and everything working together. It's about you guys sitting here and you guys taking this out into the world that desperately needs to hear from their Savior, from their Lord and Savior. So let's not, let's not allow anything to hinder us or be obstacles in front of us. And again, did these giants change anything about the promise that God had for them that the promised land is theirs to inherit? No, it's not like God told them, okay, okay so there are giants now you saw, Let's, go, let's continue to hike and get another promised land. I will, I will lead you into another promised land. No. God didn't even look at that. He's just, that's your promised land. That's where I want to take you. With all the problems and the, uh, the obstacles that is there, you go forward. That's where I'm leading you to. That's what I promised you. He's not going to change it now. God's promise stays the same amidst the, the circumstances and the difficulties. So what do we choose to focus on, friends? Let's quickly look at how Caleb reacted. Why did Caleb react different? Why did he say, no, we should go? That's what God promised us. Why why was he able to act differently than the rest of them? I I saw a quote of Henry Ford, the the founder of of, Ford Vehicles, the brand. Um, So Henry Ford had a quote that said, obstacles are those frightful things You see when you take your eyes off your goals. Those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goals. And I have rewritten it saying obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off God's word or off God's promises. So when we take our eyes off God's word or his promises, we look at the obstacles. And then the obstacles become greater than God. These other, the other Israelites that were not able to go into the promised land, they couldn't do it because the obstacles became bigger than God's promise. And in effect, actually, the obstacles became bigger than God. They focused too much on the obstacles that that was the only thing that they could see in the end. Like that um, Florence Chadwick. If she just endured, if she just went a little bit further... So they did not enter the promised land because they believed in the giants more than they believed in the promise of God, unlike Caleb. Another answer of why Caleb was able to react differently, we're reading actually in the next chapter of Numbers. So let's go to Numbers 14. Numbers 14, verse 24. Now this is God speaking about Caleb. This is God witnessing about his son Caleb. And it's so interesting to To hear what he says in verse 24, chapter 14, it says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has, has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. So there are three things that I saw in that piece of scripture that really stands out to me, and that makes so much sense why Caleb was able to react. Remember, there's a promise The problem uh, jumps up and then there's a reaction. Why Caleb was able to react different than the others. And the first thing that I saw there was it says he had another spirit in him. Let me just get the right word? He has a different spirit. It just basically says he has a different spirit. But I like going to the King James Version and because I I know King James Version is all the English and it's to me, it's a little bit more, more accurate to, to the original scriptures. But it says, because he had another spirit with him. And that tells me that he wasn't alone. There was someone else with him. And that's none other than the Holy Spirit. He had the Holy Spirit with him, inside of him, that enabled him to see this differently. That enabled him to, 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 to action his eyes of faith and look beyond the obstacles. He only saw God's promise. He doesn't even speak about the giants. He doesn't even think about the giants. He's just like, let's just go in. That's what God said. We can overcome whatever stands in front of us. Let's just go in because that's what God said we should do. So the Holy Spirit empowers us, you and me, friend. Whatever God calls us to do, His Holy Spirit always goes with us. He's the one empowering us. His grace doesn't, always, doesn't only save us from sin, and has freed us from sins, but but His grace empowers us to live this life that He called us to live. He gives us the strength to go and endure during the year, even though we get faced with difficulties and obstacles. Even if we get the baddest news that we can get, His Spirit empowers us to go through it. Yes, we we still go through a time of mourning. We still go through, we can experience the emotions. I'm not saying that's wrong. We go through that. You pull family together and you, you, you go through that difficult situation. But you never miss the goal behind it. You go through that. Not around it. You go through that. And God, even, even God uses then the, um, the obstacle. He can use it to, you know, to, to, to help with what he's trying to do. He uses the difficult situation for those who love him to, to, to get where he, wants, where he wants to take you. We read that in Romans 8. That he says, um, he makes all things work, work out good for those who love him. The, the second thing that I saw in that scripture, it says, he has followed me fully. He has followed me fully. Another translation said, he has followed me wholeheartedly. Not half-hearted, but fully with your whole heart. What does it mean to follow God fully, wholeheartedly, like Caleb did? I usually, when I speak to young people, I tell them, if let's say if Lapis walks in front of me and he says I must follow him, then I turn around and I follow him. Every single part of me follows him. My mind goes with, my hands, my feet, my heart, everything goes with. Nothing stays behind. I don't cut off my arm and leave it there or take out my brain and leave it there and then follow Lapis. Everything must go with for me to be able to go there. And that's the same when we follow God. Our thoughts go with us when we follow Jesus. Our heart, our actions, go with us when we follow Jesus. Everything that we are, that makes us who we are, follows Jesus. Your work, your finances, your relationships, every part of you follows Him. That is following God fully or wholeheartedly is when everything follows Him. And that's what God said how Caleb lived. He followed Him fully, wholeheartedly. And that makes sense now. That's why Caleb was able to react the way that he reacted. Because he had a relationship with God. He was living a life that he followed him fully. Every part of him followed him fully. And the more we follow Jesus wholeheartedly, the more we trust him, the more it is easier for us to not look into the obstacles and get caught up in the obstacles, but to look at the promises that God has for us. Despite the circumstances, we will continue to follow him fully. And then thirdly, in that verse that stood out, it says, I will bring him into the land and his descendants shall possess it. So there are two things, friends. The first thing that I see there, God says, I will bring him into the land. So each one of us, God brings us as individuals into his promises. He brings us into relationship with him. He brings us into freedom in Christ. He breaks the bondages of sin and He brings us into a new relationship with Him. He brings us as individuals into a spiritual family that we can grow together with, that we can serve together with. He brings us into a new mission, a new purpose, making disciples, reaching out to people, being part of something bigger than ourselves. He brings us as individuals into that. But it doesn't stop there, friends and may we be a church that it never stops there. It doesn't stop with us scratching each other's backs and just having, being full and ready with yourself. It goes beyond that where it says, and his descendants shall possess it. So that's what God promised Caleb. He said, I will bring you into this land. I will bring you into a relationship with me. I will, I will bring you into a place where you are full in who you are as my son or my daughter. But it doesn't stop there. I'm going to use you for your descendants, for the people that you are discipling, the people in the city. There are so many people out there hungering for something true, for relationship with God. We've got the best answer inside of us, with us, but we keep it for ourselves. How, how much must we hate those people if we don't want to share that with them? The answer to life, it doesn't mean, it's a, you will all know, it doesn't mean it's an easy life. But we've got the answer inside of us. We need to go share it there. We need to take these promises to the people that need to hear it out there. And also our descendants, the next generation. We're not building here just for us when we are all the youngest person in the room, when that person has gone to be with God and then everything stops. No, we are building for the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. Building a, a discipleship culture, a discipleship lifestyle, to go out, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do what God called us to do. Do what Jesus called us to do in the Great Commission. We are building for the next generation, and they're building for the next generation. It will never stop. May we be a church that does that. May the city of Nelsprate as a whole, all the churches, may we be a church city that does that. A church family that does that. I have the privilege to, to, to walk with a lot of the, um, the, the, other, the other youth pastors from the other churches. We know each other. We've got relationship. And we continually encourage each other and challenge each other. Come on, let's, let's stop focusing on this. And let's be a city that reaches out to the lost and that disciple them into relationship with God. Too many people, especially young people, give their hearts to the Lord like five times in their life. The reason is because they haven't been discipled. That's you and me. We need to disciple them. We need to take them with us into the promises of God. That's what Caleb did. He told them, he, he never said, okay, I will go. He said, no, we can go. We, will, we are able to overcome it. That's the promise that God gave us. For him it was always, you guys need to come with me. It wasn't about himself. It was about taking the others with him. Caleb held on to that, that promise from the start. It goes beyond him. He challenged the others when they started doubting God's promises to go on. And friends, let's be that person that has faith, even though the fog may make you lose sight of God's promises. You know that it's still there. Despite the challenges, despite the fog, despite everything in front of you, you will just keep pushing through. Let's be those people. And I want to I start concluding now. And I know it's been a little bit tough without visuals. I had the presentation ready and everything. But I'm almost done. So as we, as we near the end of the year now, let us finish strong. We, I know we started strong. I know that we had incredible moments here. We had that week of prayer and fasting. Two times we got together. We just worshipped together. We prayed together. We had an incredible time of, of trusting God for this year. We know there were was, was some personal breakthroughs and you know, mind shifts and things happening there. And now we're at the end of the year. Here we are, 12 months later. And most of you are tired. Most of you feel, okay, can we just go on? I just want to go rest now and start the new year. Let's finish strong. Let's finish like we started. Let's even finish stronger than we started. Let's look back at the year. And not only see the obstacles and difficulties. God was with you every step of the way throughout the year. If you take a hard look back at this year. A hard look. You will find, wow, God was there with me in that situation. And God was with me when I struggled with this. And okay, I didn't, it didn't happen as I thought it was going to happen. But this guy gave his heart to the Lord which a year before he didn't even know who God is. See those small things that God has done and you will realize, man, God is busy with something. And we don't always see the fruit immediately. But one day we will look back and we'll see, that is what God's plan was. That is what he did. And then may we be able to say, I endured even though the fog was in front of me, even though the obstacles were great even though I had a lot of pain to deal with, but I endured because of, the promises, because of God's promise. Because He's got a purpose for each and every one of us. He, he called us in his, into His presence to be His sons and daughters. But then He called us into purpose. Not only into presence, but into purpose. To use us for His glory and to reach the lost. So let's be like Caleb. Keep the hope. Keep the faith. Walk in His Spirit and continue to follow Him fully, wholeheartedly. And keep in mind the promise that God gave that every tribe will confess that He is God and will glorify Him. For the sake of the world. I love that song. It's for the sake of the world. That is the promise of God. It's everything we do. It's for the sake of the world to know the Heavenly Father so we can finish the year strong as, just as we started it. And friends, we're going to enter a time of prayer now. And I want to ask you a question as we, as we go into this time of prayer. And as you, I want you to take two minutes to just spend time alone with God now. And while you pray, while you consider what God is pressing on your heart right now, I want to ask you, how clear is the picture before you of what God wants to do in and through your life? How clear is that picture for you? Is it foggy? or can you, Do you know what God's promise is? Do you know what God wants to do in and through you? And friends, the clearer, the clearer the picture is, the stronger your hope for that is then. And then ask God, how can you pra- practically, during these December holidays, I know many of you will be going away, but how can you practically be strengthened for next year now? So that we can go into next year with this. Having great faith. Having to push through even though the, the obstacles are there. Ask God, how can you practically be strengthened during these holidays? All right, And I, I want to encourage you in that. As you go on holidays, God is going with you. When you go on holidays, you don't take a break from God. God is your rest. He is your strength. He is the one strengthening you. He is the one that's giving you rest. All right. Press into time with Him. Spend time in His Word. Still wake up early and spend time with God. All right. Let's close our eyes and pray together.